0: Good morning, Malin, crew, gang, listeners, fans, far and wide. Good morning, Sally, my lovely co-host to my right. I am your host, Brett Merriman. Um, what's going on, Sal? How, how have things changed in your in your past week since we've done this podcast?
1: They haven't at all, but you seem nice. a little rattled this morning, came in a little hot. Are you like nursing I came in hot. injury?
0: Yeah, I'm nursing a, a pulled quad from last night. I feel um, like
1: you'll have to start stretching.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, we, we absolutely do. I was more concerned about the arm, to be honest with you. Uh, so I did a lot of arm stretching, not a lot of leg stretching. So I got, I could feel it getting tight and then uh, hit, a, hit a long fly ball that no big deal resulted in a, in a home run. You're running the bases at full sprint for the first time in, in a minute
1: so this wasn't yeah. an out of park home run. This no, was a, this was an in.
0: This was an inside the park home inside run. Inside the park home run, but but
1: based on you sprinting the bases. Yeah,
0: exactly. And okay. I I I rounded second, and right when I rounded second, it wasn't. There's was no pop. There's no like aggressive movement. Uh, but I felt the tightness turn from tight to like pain tight, uh-huh. and I was like, oh yeah, that'll do it. Maybe
1: I'll so, need to do some like team yoga the
0: that has been suggested by multiple members of the team after the last two weeks we have now lost three people to injury
1: yeah
0: two of which well two of randy's quads and one of my quad quads uh i did play though yeah so i it wasn't like a debilitating injury i feel okay i'm walking around hockey tomorrow is is very much in question um i also played hockey Yesterday morning, which I don't think helped my my case mm-hmm. to play like an hour and a half of hockey, uh sit at my desk for eight hours and then go play softball. I don't think that helped without uh stretching a lot. So
1: stretching is like flossing. No one wants to do it, but you like have to do it.
0: I know. And usually I, I I'm pretty good about it. I do a lot of yoga. So I don't know. One of those things that just I gotta I gotta be better.
1: Do you floss your teeth?
0: I gotta be better. No. Nah, I do the the picked things though, sometimes not often
1: i had a very long conversation with my friend nick shouts Mm -hmm. to nick who's a dentist if you're looking for a dentist in austin dm me i'll send you his info
0: honestly i am so i will send you his info Cool.
1: about flossing yeah and we both both for work obviously he's a dentist but we both are in people's mouths for work and i made the argument i was like well when people when people go to the dentist, at least they've like brushed their teeth multiple times, maybe even flossed twice, like the week leading up to it, like mm-hmm. knowing that they're going to see you. When I see people in them in their mouths, they're like getting surgery. Very few people like think like, oh, this person's face is going to be like.
0: In your, in your Right drill. in my mouth. Mm-hmm.
1: I should do something about my teeth. So I was arguing that. I see worse stuff. Ah, okay. And he made the argument back. He was like sal you're a normal person so you floss twice before you go to the dentist right most people don't
0: most people just come in hot and they're like what do you got doc
1: and so i said like what's the worst thing it's like when we like pull a popcorn kernel out of someone's gums and they uh, were like oh i had popcorn like two months ago
0: oh no that happens yeah I would, that would just like i would feel uncomfortable
1: right so you you've got to floss because think about the shit sitting in between your teeth like steak that you're just like
0: mm-hmm.
1: attracting bacteria to
0: yeah it's not good
1: it's really gross you guys you got to floss and floss i don't want to like teeth. get on a high horse it's only because i flossed this morning for the first time in two weeks <laughs> blood everywhere oh yeah oh yeah it's a crime oh, it's scene like, bam blood
0: absolute crime scene it is a it is a satisfying feeling though like doing the picked thing where you just kind of get like there's like the halfway in and there's like pop Oh, down yeah. into the into the gum no
1: mine is like extra waxed floss so it just mm. glides right in
0: that's nice yeah mine mine doesn't
1: apparently it's supposed to be flossing uh fritz's teeth really they say as soon as the kid's teeth touch you're supposed to floss them. i was like
0: i mean i guess that makes sense but he barely like, I,
1: will like let yeah. me brush his teeth we have to like stick a whole thing of like bubble gum toothpaste on his tongue to even like let him open his mouth like mm-hmm. he ain't gonna let me floss <laughs> we're not flossing
0: yet that would I don't be was it the we first... would
1: have to like fully like wrestle him to the ground
0: mm-hmm. i wonder what the first time or the first like first dentist appointment where my dentist said you probably should get flossing i don't i was probably 12. i don't know i also haven't been in the dentist in a while i gotta go back yeah my, my dentist and my pediatrician retired like before i could have stopped going to them and i just we were like well i guess we'll find another one later so you
1: have a- you haven't been to the dentist since you've also been to the pediatrician. No, no, no. I haven't so been to the dentist since like probably pre eighteen year old to Brett.
0: Yeah, probably four years on the dentist thing. So Which means really like seven. Uh, twenty-five. So that's four years. Okay. And it, it was a uh, it was a dentist in Saratoga.
1: People, you gotta take care of your teeth.
0: You gotta t- your teeth or your you get health, one set right? Or something like that. Unless
1: you get Love Island type veneers.
0: You, yeah, exactly
1: and then you have to get multiple sets in Thailand. Wow. That's where they go. That. They go to Thailand
0: to get the veneers.
1: For some reason, like a lot of them go to Thailand to get veneers. Uh, is
0: it is it is it like cheaper? Is that I don't kind of, know.
1: Okay. I think they like make a beach trip out of it.
0: It's like we're gonna, we're going to go to we're going to go to Bali after Thailand with our new veneers and
1: that... then like they get veneers but they get like so many veneers that like every tooth is a veneer. It looks like this, their whole mouth is a veneer oh, of Oh gosh. Chiclets. And they smile, and they are like glow in the dark, and it's just so many teeth.
0: And they're, they're like every tooth is the same exact like yeah. Length. They're just like a I bunch of white squares. It's
1: like very. Look up Luca Off-putting. Bish.
0: Luca Bish.
1: B i s h
0: teeth. Okay. Luca Bish. Uh, yeah, no.
1: While you're listening to this podcast, Google Luca Bish teeth.
0: Obviously, they like are white and perfect. I almost don't. Th- like that looks unnatural. It doesn't look it just looks weird to me. Yeah. It's They're every single tooth is the same exact thing across the, the line. Yeah, it's that's too white. I don't know.
1: And like too straight.
0: Correct. Yeah. Too white and, and too, too straight. Oh, too many, te- too many teeth. I'm looking I have a before and after of Lucobiscious teeth right here. Mm. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Good, good radio right here. Yeah. We are the Mail-In Podcast. Please tell a friend about the show. Uh, send some clips around. We're doing more reels. Shouts to Adam and Lauren. Uh, subscribe on iTunes. Follow on Spotify. Hit the hotline number to leave a voicemail. 888-362-MAIL. That is 888-362-6245. Or you can write in at the link of the Twitter bio at Mail-In Podcast. Hit up the store, watchmedia.shop, and hit up the YouTube to see our faces in 4K or something like that. YouTube.com slash mail in podcast. Sally, are you ready to get going?
1: Yes, let's go.
0: Uh, I'll go first. Here we go. What is the best way to break up with my cleaning lady? We've been using her for about a year and a half, and the quality of her cleaning has been subpar the entire time. Anytime we communicate expectations or issues, she automatically gets defensive and says things like, I definitely cleaned that, but we'll double check next time. Excuses. Tale as old as time right there. I, I've said that many a time. Yeah. Uh, and it might be good the next time, but the quality will go downhill shortly after. We've given plenty of second chances, but it's just not working out. So here's some extra context. We aren't trying to sound pretentious, and we definitely are not super wealthy. She is the very first cleaning lady we've ever used. My wife and I work full time and have a toddler, so it helps give us some time back in the week. She cleans every other week and is usually out of in and out of the house Uh, between 45 minutes to an hour. Her two daughters help her. She only cleans some of the common areas, such as the kitchen, living room, bathrooms, et cetera. And we have instructed her to avoid bedrooms because I continue to clean those personally to save money. How are we breaking up with... with, It could be cleaning ladies. It could be personal chef. It could be any any personal employee. A nanny, maybe. A personal chef? I don't know.
1: (laughs) Uh, I actually was talking to somebody at work about this recently about them wanting to fire their cleaning lady interesting it's not personal it it i know i think i think this person has like a maybe kind of a guilt complex because they have a cleaning lady because that like automatically implies that they're like maybe a little more upper middle class and they have like white people problems to complain about their cleaning lady Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day you're hiring someone for a job and you are expecting that person to do the job. So, in the same sense of like, we had to fire a dog sitter one time because there you go, we They weren't home. sitting your dog. Well, <laughs> she locked herself out of our apartment, but then we came home and she clearly hadn't been home in like sixteen hours, and Rosie had like been in her crate, peed on herself, et cetera. Oh gosh! So it, it was like,
0: yeah,
1: yeah, she's a great person, mm-hmm. and like, I feel stupid needing to fire a dog sitter Mm -hmm. but like she's taking care of something i love you gotta go yeah and for a cleaning person it's like the bigger deal especially is like you need to let her know because then they they need to be able to fill usually cleaning people have like the same slot every few weeks so they need to fill your slot yeah but it's not worth anytime you employ anyone whether it's at work or it's somebody who's working for you personally it's not worth keeping them around if you've continued to give them chances and improve and then they are not doing that thing.
0: Let me ask you this. Say they work for like a not work for, but say they're on they have like a care dot com profile or sort of like a a sw- like whatever cleaning dot com profile. Yeah. Do you fire them and then go leave like a bad review or you know, like like rate them one star? Or do you let the firing sort of be the intrinsic motivation for them to be better at their next job and like kind of I would just don't just give them a review
1: just fire them unless somebody like contacts you for a mm-hmm. reference
0: okay that's yeah you don't like refer them to a friend and, right you know yeah.
1: um because you don't you're not trying to like the, unless something just absolutely egregious happens like they stole your wife's wedding ring or something and then you have to get the yeah, police yeah, involved you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. but like if they're just if they're a part of this is like, and I was literally telling my coworker this. I was like, part of it is like a mesh vibing problem. Like, we have a cleaning lady. She comes every two weeks. Love her. She like is very responsive to us. I'm always like, hey, don't worry about, you know, Fritz's room today because he's snapping. Just leave it. It's totally mm-hmm. fine. We okay. pay her the same regardless. But I'm like, it's, or we, we changed the seats last night. So don't even do that this time because normally she cleans and she, changes our sheets got it like i don't have her do any laundry or anything like that Mm -hmm. although that would be tight um it would be tight but she doesn't have the time for that um so those expectations were set out clearly and it's not like i i we just get along well sometimes and i'm not saying that this person is in the in the wrong but sometimes you just like get along and feel more comfortable telling someone something especially if you tell someone like, hey, I like, we, we noticed some mold in the shower. Do you mind like deep cleaning that next time? And then they're like, no, 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 I cleaned the shower. And Then you feel like you can't trust them anymore because mm-hmm. you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah,
0: you just spe- clearly specifically ask something. It doesn't get done. It's like okay, – And so well.
1: part of that is just like it's both communication styles. It's like I think people feel – uncomfortable having like an authoritative stance especially with people who are their personal employees versus like at work because there's Mm -hmm. not like a structure to that um but also it's like then you if you weren't like pretty firm the first time then you like feel awkward like being firm the next time i think the best way to do it is just be like hey it's not working out with us we, we're we going to find someone else. Thank you. Yep. Thank you for your time. You don't owe her anything. Like you owe her saying like, Hey, we, we, we don't need you in the future. This is the last time. Yeah. Appreciate all your help. And then if she asks for feedback, be like, we've just, you know, we're, you're not like clean to the level we expect. And if she wants a second chance, you'd be like, no, we're okay. Yeah. Thank you.
0: Yeah. And just say, she's like, what did I, you know, what did I do? Well, If then you want to get to the laundry list, go for it. But I think you lead off with something broad. Say, hey, this is not working. The quality is kind of not where we're looking for. Um, We're going to go a different direction kind of thing.
1: And at the end of the day, this is they're they're doing a job Mm -hmm. that you're paying for. Same thing as like if somebody was mowing your lawn or fixing your garage door or whatever, you're paying for a service. So if they don't meet that, then you are within grounds to not use them again. Correct. And that's all you have to say.
0: Absolutely. Uh, You know who I have never fired? I don't know. ButcherBox. Okay. Yeah, because ButcherBox, premium, premium, premium quality meat. Doesn't have to come at a premium price. ButcherBox provides you with the best meat and seafood on the planet so you can whip up quality meals on your budget. Uh, ButcherBox, it's coming into grilling season sally not that it's mm-hmm. never gri- not grilling season in austin texas but Correct. something about the summer getting the grill going get a little sweat on your back yeah you know kind of, kind of stuff it, it's arriving by the way it's gonna be 100 degrees next week not looking forward to it but i am gonna hop out there with my butcher box and get some uh once the
1: sun goes count. down you can grill and it won't be that hot
0: exactly exactly butcher box makes it easy to find high quality meat and seafood that you can trust 100 percent grass-fed beef free-range organic chicken pork raised crate free and wild-caught seafood with no antibiotics or added hormones it's delivered right to your doorstep in a frozen kind of like box situation uh, with free shipping always it's curated if you want it to be it's customized if you want it to be you can go in and be like i just want pork or i just want bacon i whatever or you leave it up to them and say i want i want your take on on what kind of box i need yeah and they'll put together, put together something for you it's got a, a, a wide variety of high quality cuts at an amazing value exclusive member deals once you do subscribe plus it inv- includes recipe inspiration guides tips and hacks uh what's what's your favorite cut of meat currently sally
1: i'm actually more of a seafood gal right now
0: okay Dive in.
1: And we have done some lobster tails with them, which has been a
0: treat. Very nice. Well, ButcherBox is giving you the chance to do lobster tails like Sally. Special deal here. Sign up today using code MAILIN to receive ground beef for a year plus $20 off your first order.
1: Wow, think of all the summer cookout burgers you could have with that.
0: Imagine that. You can make free burgers for a year. Yeah. Uh, What's better than that? Or taco meat. Or taco meat. Or like any or like either, meat love. Uh, the sausage or uh, beef bolognese casserole, sauce. bolognese, ragu, you name it. Here's the deal again. Sign up today using code MAILIN to receive ground beef for a year, plus $20 off your first order. That's two pounds of ground beef free in every box for a year, plus $20 off your first order. When you sign up at ButcherBox.com MAILIN and use code MAILIN. Want to do the next one, Sally?
1: Hmm. All right. What's up, mail and fam? Got a sneaky little question for you about weddings, as per usual. So my girlfriend and I are invited to a wedding in a month of one of her friends. The wedding is on a Thursday, which is weird. A weird move, but that's whatever. <laughs> Most concerning to me is that my girlfriend hates the groom, and would rather not see the two of them married. I have never met the groom and have only heard stories about him from my girlfriend and his fiance. Spoiler alert, they aren't exactly growing glowing reports. As well, the soon-to-be bride has, quote, called off the engagement twice in the past on social media, but is still going through with it. I didn't write this and just to gossip, but also to ask how I'm supposed to navigate this wedding for my own sake and sanity. Let me know what I can do to prepare for this. Thanks. I'll hang up and listen.
0: Oh boy. Okay. There's like the none-of-your business angle, right? Or there's the oh god angle.
1: Um, okay. A couple things here. Number one, I I think it's well within. It sounds like you're pretty committed to going. Like he doesn't sound like not going is an option. I'm just going to mm-hmm. say this. I I think it's okay to take a stance and not go. Okay. With your girl. Like both you and your girlfriend need to make the stance. You know what I'm saying?
0: Right. As a team. As a you team. Can, you can make the not going stance. Right. I mean, you're going to get into – A a relationship ruiner there potentially if you've already like said you're going and then don't go. I don't know. I I don't know what you do. I to this in this situation, it's like you've never met the guy, so you don't really have uh, a personal anecdote to to go off of. But your girlfriend obviously hates him, and so you kind of have to be. Fiance
1: doesn't like him very much either.
0: Yeah. How do you call off? called it off twice on social media. But then it's still like. This
1: is giving white trash. Only yeah, because I, I, mean, I, I think when I read that, I was just thinking about this girl calling it off twice on Facebook instead of like. Instead of on Instagram. Instagram <laughs> which is like the ultimate, yeah. like, just like small town move. Like, fucking Gary cheated on me. And yeah. We're done. And then and they're not done. <laughs> yeah it's just okay i said i say that i i think i read this and maybe because i read it was on a thursday i just assumed it was like an out-of-town wedding Mm -hmm. that's why i say i think you can take the stance and like not go yeah but that's if it's out of town if it's like in your if it's feasible to go you should probably go whatever
0: yeah, I I think you just I think you go and and I think you and, leave it know, up to the just... girlfriend
1: because it's really the girlfriend's whole prerogative about what how she really feels about the groom. He has like mm-hmm. no real investment besides his own girlfriend.
0: Yeah, correct. That that is the his only attachment here outside of like the gossip portion of it right. is his connection. His real investment is his girlfriend. Right. And so if the he... girlfriend
1: is not into taking a stance or she's not gonna confront the groom or whatever then it's really not his prerogative to yeah. do so mm-hmm. he just needs to go along and here's the thing
0: be water right just be whatever whatever container you need to f- fit into yeah be i water.
1: i think from an from a his perspective it, this is gonna get annoying because he's gonna be at this like weekend long situation with his girlfriend who's gonna be bitching the whole time Correct, and I think for uh, being that person for me is difficult because I'm like, then freaking say something, you know, like because I'm confrontational. So I'm like, why, mm-hmm. why are we here if you are so against it?
0: Yeah, we're just, are, are we just going to fake it the whole time? Right. And then like, I'm not going to say anything because I don't know them. But it
1: isn't. Yeah, it's as the boyfriend, it's not your place. Right. Um.
0: <sighs> but if you say something, I'd be like, yeah, what's up? I think I, a,
1: I think a frank conversation with your girlfriend before the mm-hmm. wedding and being like, listen, I know you don't support Jessica and Gary mm-hmm. because you hate Gary, because he cheated on Jessica and she put it on Facebook. Twice. Twice. But we're going to the wedding. We've made that choice. Either mm-hmm. we can not go and take a stand or you can say something to Gary or we're going to go and you can be upset about it, but we're not going to ruin our time. Mm-hmm. We're going to attend the wedding. We're going to like have some crab cakes and have some champagne and we're going to go home. We're not going to let it ruin our lives.
0: Easy. Done.
1: Because at the end of the day, it's not their relationship. Mm -hmm. It's not like, it's not worth getting caught up in the drama as, as the boyfriend, the best thing he can do is just sit back and be silent while everyone else bitches around him.
0: Exactly. Now, the, like. If if it's like a thousand dollar flight to, then Cabo, you can put up a little bit like, more stink. I think. What are we doing here? This this is this is not meant to be. Gary's gonna cheat again, and I'm gonna say you. don't like him. Why are we supporting him? Why are we going him? there? Why are we supporting this? But if it's like down the street, like you said, go grab a cab, crab cake and some remoulade sauce, and just like, I think is I'm that saying a redundant this... remoulade sauce. It's a remoulade. It's a remoulade. Right?
1: Uh, yeah. Okay. I don't think they put sauce after it. I'm saying all this from the perspective of I have been I have been in the boyfriend's position before. Mm. And because I am defensive and confrontational and I care about the people I love, I get involved mm-hmm. and make a stink. And it's not my place. And that's come back to bite me in the ass. Because at the end of the day, it's not, it's not your friend. And even though though you want to protect the people that you love, Mm -hmm. so by proxy protecting, like, you know, you want to protect your girlfriend who cares a lot about her friend, Mm -hmm. it's not about you. And I have unfortunately made it about me in the past. And that has not worked out so well for me, only because it just created drama when there didn't need to be. And I could have just shut my mouth and attended... Mm-hmm. The event and just, and just gone along and then just lived on. my life. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying that with love. Just shut your mouth <laughs> and let it happen, and, and let people. I, these are two consenting adults. Yep. They know what they're getting into. the The fiance knows she's clearly called it off twice. If she's sh- for sure going to go through with it, you're you're not going to change your mind, right? Your girlfriend probably won't either. So. The best thing to do is just let these adults make the decision that they need to make. And then when it inevitably, maybe it won't fail, but if it fails, you just, again, stand back and keep your mouth shut.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's just life.
1: Because you're not intimately involved in the
0: situation. Correct. Boom. Be water. Let's do the next one. Okay. Hey, Brett and Sally. I, uh, male 29, have a question about feeling, quote, challenged at work. I get the feeling that you both are very career driven, or at least your accomplishments to date would suggest as much. So, hoping you can help me work through something here. Thank you. Uh, I work for a Fortune 100 company. After getting my bachelor's in exactly what I wanted to study, my degree perfectly aligns with what I'm doing today. I enjoy what I do at its core. I like working with and get along, getting excuse me, and get along with my teammates. My boss loves me, and I make much more than I need to be comfortable in the large city I live in. All in all, sounds like the perfect situation, but the only problem is that I don't feel challenged at all, which leads to long, boring days, both at the office and especially when I work from home. My previous roles in this company and organization have been more challenging, but as I got promoted uh, twice since graduating in 2016, no big deal, uh, the work slowly tapered off. At first, I thought this was just the perks of management, less grunt work, and fewer technical things to do, but my teammates still seem to give the impression that they're absolutely drowning in work. I'm just not, and I can't understand why. I can't possibly be that much more efficient than them, and our responsibilities are too similar to have this large of a discrepancy in workload. It makes me worried that my role isn't even really needed, putting me at risk if layoffs were to occur. The longer I'm in this role, the more I can feel myself becoming apathetic and bored with my work, which is scary, given I always wanted to climb the corporate ladder and still very much value my career progression. Is this burnout? doesn't really feel like it, but is it time for a career or company change? Advanced degree, perhaps? Is it wrong if I don't feel motivated to change anything and just keep collecting paychecks? Any insight would be super helpful and keep up the great work.
1: Okay. Couple things. Number 1, I think this is a type of burnout. I think it I think we are so like he made a comment about his his teammates drowning in work and he's not and he's yeah. concerned about that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Our society like thrives off of making sure that like everyone is putting their entire life into work and has no work-life balance right if and you're if, like if you're
0: not drowning in work you're not you're not you're succeeding in your job and that's how I we. hate oh God, we hate
1: benchmark people mm-hmm. of like success at work mm-hmm. is like have you just been absolutely grinding and maybe sometimes success is just being a, i mean look at ceos like yeah. they're just sitting there collecting mm-hmm. Talking on on
0: panels. I think if you truly are drowning at work, this is unrelated to the question. Well, kind of related. There's like a resource issue with your company. Like if you, Rachel goes through this, like drowning at work. And I know like she works kind of in a creative field, right? Where like designers and software devs are always just there's there's unlimited work to do. Yeah. Because ninety million people need something now. Right. That's a resource issue. Like that shouldn't be celebrated as like i'm the hardest worker with the volume of your work you shouldn't be doing that because it's gonna something's gonna suffer but this guy is like i'm basically either delegating Mm
1: -hmm. or
0: kind of moving pieces around a chessboard because he's gotten up the ladder and he's like i what what am i doing like i i value he almost valued his more tactical um Sort of busy work or day by day, like doing stuff more than what he's doing now, and I get that. Yeah, I totally get that.
1: Um, and it's it's hard to change that mindset when we that's been drilled into us for so long that like success comes with being busy. Mm-hmm. Number two, I think I for me not being in the corporate world, I, I think it's this still exists in medicine, but you always think about who your mentors are at work, okay? Mm-hmm. And like, there are there are opportunities for me to quote, climb the ladder at work if I wanted to. It, yeah. It's less of a like drive to, because most of us are just quote worker bees. Like being in management in medicine is a lot different than like, wanting to ascend to management in a corporate job yeah it's, it, the, because the it because more... it takes you further away from what your actual
0: the, the patient right like, exactly
1: yeah. um and maybe maybe that's the same here it's like it's taking him away from doing whatever his core say it's engineering or whatever mm-hmm. you know he's doing less number I, I think of a
0: guy who is in finance and and he's like loves modeling like loves yeah. getting in the excel models and just ripping around in there making models for people modeling things for himself and now he's basically telling people i need this modeled right and looking at the results and either being like cool or no try it again
1: so i think my always advice is find the person that is above you that you trust that was maybe a mentor when you came in or your old boss or your current boss or maybe they're on a different team than you that you can kind of bounce some ideas off of and just be like hey i'm just feeling like pretty blah about mm-hmm. everything right now like Epistetic, i want to be more involved
0: unmotiv- unmotivated, i'm yeah.
1: unmotivated and i like this organization i've worked here since 2016 like you know i've been here for what seven years and i i care about the company but i just feel like mm-hmm. i'm not doing anything
0: totally totally I because
1: think- at least that person has some sort of perspective as to what you actually do and how the company works
0: mm-hmm. yeah and, and- I would I would say that's a hundred percent the first thing I do. Either find somebody equal, like rank wise, or above you who's uh-huh. been there longer than you, and that you trust. It's not going to go to your boss or whatever. And, and be like, and be like, hey, hey, this this dude uh, doesn't really care about working here. Yeah. Um, find somebody that you can get a a, a coffee with and just kind of lay it out right. at your company because then they can sort of give you, well, here's the path. Like that's kind of the one thing here where. If there's no if there's no path if you're just kind of in your like you've locked in two levels of promotion and you're just kind of there what's what's next do you have some some sort of north star you can you know it's so businessy but like do you have something that you're striving towards right and if it's, if, if, if it's just the latter like you're just trying to make partner or vp or whatever like is that a north star or is that just like uh something you tell yourself Right. to to continue to just get through these slogs of days. Um two, I'd say you asked about a, an advanced degree. I hesitate to say go to grad school and spend a bunch of money if you're just doing it to to be busy. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like yeah. don't go get an MBA because you want to be busy. Do it because you you want the the career path the skills and, and the that, yeah. network and that kind of stuff but don't do it because you're bored right like, i think that's a, a, a very expensive misuse of time right and maybe some people would disagree and just say well it's going to be good for whatever but like you have to want to do that you have to want to go to grad school in some specific field or law school or whatever but don't do it because you're bored unless you want to do like an online kind of just whatever it may be but i don't know and then the third thing i would say is this is radical change right uh if you're if you've climbed to this spot in your organization and you don't feel motivation you don't feel like the you're like you're not part of the integral path and plans moving forward or you've kind of been able to to, to delegate yourself out to where you are with a with an increase in pay and an increase in strategic responsibility but less tactical responsibility then maybe you do look at a company change because it's a perfect time to to, to look basically yeah if you know what you want to do you love what you do is it time to go from the fortune? i mean a fortune 100 company your resume is going to look awesome you've climbed multiple levels in was it seven years at a fortune 100 company mm-hmm you're going to look good on paper so maybe now is the perfect time to sort of to get your personal gmail out and feel around what you want to do and, and and maybe you maybe you hunt for a job that's way above your responsibility grade or whatever you know what it might be but i don't know i I just think if you're stuck or if you've ascended to this like point of you're kind of exponentially flattening out and and you don't really know what the path is you're apathetic you're bored Is that not a perfect time to sort of shoot for the stars at a company that's different?
1: Yeah. I agree with you. I think think it's perfectly acceptable to, like, also take six months and collect a paycheck and travel and do whatever the hell you want. Of course,
0: yeah. There's nothing wrong with security like that.
1: But I was – someone once told me that, like, we're living in a generation now where this is the first time that we – it's it's unex it's it's not uh feasible to think that someone will create keep the same career path for their entire life. Oh, at it's this it's point. like
0: crazy to because think that people Because we did live it for longer
1: and mm-hmm. we retire later and so if you think you're going to keep the same career at the same I mean obviously there are lifers who do something like that but mm-hmm. at the same company for 40 years. That's insane. Most people's like, so you would expect every person to like have at least one, if not two career changes by the time they retire. Because if, the, if you think about working age, say you start when you're 22 and you retire when you're, I mean, 65 is yeah. a very conservative. I think most people are retiring later than that mm-hmm. now. Like, let's say 72. So you're in the workforce for 50 years. Yeah, Staying in one career for 50 years is insane. Like, of course, you're going to hit these peaks and valleys of like, I, I'm i really loving what I'm doing. And then I'm like, this is so boring. I hate it here. So, yes, there are people around you who are like staying in the same company, who've risen the ranks, who will always be there. It's the same thing in medicine where you have the same people who've been at the same like Mm -hmm. same group who've been an icu nurse for 40 years and they make you feel bad because you're like i should be just putting my head down doing the same thing just gotta keep working like a little ant going you know going to the ant hill every day that's all i'm doing that's not that doesn't make sense for humans like we change we adapt so to maybe even think like Uh, For me, an advanced degree, if you're like, damn, I just straight up might want to change careers, that's okay too. Mm -hmm. So take the time, collect a paycheck, travel, think, talk to your mentor, think about what you want to do. Don't, don't do what some of our friends did. I agree. Like, just go to grad school because you can, and you have the funds to do it. And you think that that might Mm -hmm. change your opinion. If you kind of bop around and you're like, actually, I would really like to get into X, Y, Z. And then you want to go to like some sort of grad school, trade school, et cetera, to like get those skills. Do that. If if there is an opportunity for you to go to grad school and then, you know, further your work opportunities. Great. But don't just do it because you're bored and you have the time. Exactly. But I also think don't, don't be afraid to change companies, change full careers, cities, et cetera, because you got your one degree seven years ago that you spent four years doing when you were 18 and you were like, okay, well now I'm locked into this for the next five decades. But most people are never going to do that.
0: The assembly line, like turn the same wrench on the same screw for 40 years is that's gone like the people just there you're not meant to do that like you're right. not meant to be a cog in a machine you like the, the last generation of honestly like computing in the internet has has encouraged this ambitious if not like puddle hopping way of, of career advancement right no longer is is 10 years Valued the way it was ten years ago, like it's just it's just it's different now. Yeah, totally And I different. think
1: I think it's also helpful. It's always helpful to know that other people are going through this. Because of what I said, it's like because no one's really meant to be in a one career path their entire life. Mm-hmm. Just know that there are plenty of people who are out there who are probably. I'm gonna guess he's like what twenty. He said twenty nine. Yeah, Uh,
0: it's it's that are
1: right there. Quarter life crisis kind of thing, like third life crisis. Same thing. They're either like they're totally burnt out because they're doing way too much work, and they're like, "Why the hell am I doing this to myself?" Or they're like, "I don't know why I chose this field. I actually want to be a doctor." Mm -hmm. Or they're like, "I hate my boss." Like every everyone has one of these moments, probably every few years, but like definitely a big life changing moment, probably once or twice. In their life,
0: absolutely. Everybody has things.
1: So, meditate on it. Talk to some people. I was gonna say, real.
0: if I w- if I had to like the the David Goggins of this, like if I had to be like do these five things. Like one of them, like, is it weird to say write your perfect job description, like in your ideal world, regardless of company, right even maybe even regardless of field. What do you What do you love to do? That you want to make money from is it like?
1: But you might not know. That's the thing. It's sure. Like, try to discover that.
0: But to discover, maybe you start somewhere. You say like, I want to paint, and sell paintings. He may be a financial analyst, but he's mm-hmm. like, nope. I want to paint and sell paint. Like you know, you, like you can build some sort of ideal job or ideal occupation or ideal mm-hmm. career, and then move forward on it. Like, does your ideal? career involve helping patients
1: i mean yeah yeah but that was i changed my path in Mm -hmm. college yeah and and i i'm i don't know who that's currently you know Yeah, but that i've also changed technically my career Mm -hmm. four years ago so i mean it within the same field but like not the same a role yeah so i i think this guy i think we gave him a lot to think about
0: we did that's a that's a
1: you've got a lot a lot answer to that question at least you're not for me i think this is a better position to be in than be the person who is probably below you doing a shit ton of grunt work who's like how the hell do i get out of this i think this is a better situation to be like
0: mm-hmm.
1: okay i'm gonna, I'm gonna take i'm gonna like travel to bali and think about what i want E pray love style
0: you could go to like san antonio and do the same thing but bali yeah if you want to go to bali go to bali <laughs> uh you know what you could do in the meantime
1: make your apartment look like it's bali
0: yeah you could become a plant dad care just care about something other than other than you word. know
1: who we need for this ad read randy Randy, the plant dad. He started with All a fast-growing from, from fast fast-growing
0: trees. trees. He started with like one credit, and he has turned into a. a I
1: think a, he's their biggest customer.
0: An addicted plant dad, Randy. His apartment looks like Bali. You're absolutely right because he That's went a to oasis fastgrowingtrees.com and got started. Here's what you need to do: breathe some life into your own backyard, or your patio, or your apartment, or your house with fastgrowingtrees.com. This spring, from shade to fresh fruit to privacy and natural beauty, let fastgrowingtrees.com help you plant your dream garden with their expert advice and fast, reliable shipping. Fastgrowingtree.com plant experts curate thousands of easy to grow plant, shrub, and tree varieties for your unique climate. Meyer lemons to evergreens and everything in between. Happy plants, happy home, right? But sometimes it's hard to know which plants will do best in your specific situation. No problem. Because with FastGrowingTrees.com, you get customized recommendations based on your specific needs. Plus, their plant experts are always available to help keep your plants growing healthy through the season and beyond. And no more waiting in long lines and hauling heavy plants around. With FastGrowingTrees.com, you order online and your plants arrive at your doorstep in just a few days. Um, Got a lime plant? Because I want to just put fresh limes in my marge.
1: Mm -hmm. Awesome. Producing limes.
0: Uh, not yet. We're getting close, but yeah, it's it's um that's my plan anyway. From fastgrowingtrees.com, love it. Uh, fastgrowingtrees also has a 30 day alive and thrive guarantee. You know everything will look great, fresh out of the box. So here's the deal: join over 1.5 million happy fast growing trees customers. Go to fastgrowingtrees.com/slash mail in now to get 15 percent off your entire order. Again, get 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com slash mail-in. Sally. I got the next one. Okay.
1: All right. Hey, Brett and Sally. How do I get over being aggressively ghosted? We were in the, quote, can't be together because of long distance phase for about five months. We're a 34-hour drive apart. Okay. Can we clarify? Three to four-hour maybe?
0: Thirty-four hours drive. That is. Are you like on opposite ends of the coast? I mean, let's let's see. Austin, like Austin to Saratoga, is twenty-seven. So, like,
1: I are you San Francisco to Charlotte? Like,
0: <laughs> let's see. Denver to New York. Uh that is obviously it takes a while that's 26 okay so i mean I, call okay. it like vegas to, okay. to new york no
1: i think this is three to four hour drive okay if it's 34 hours <laughs> you gotta start collecting some airline miles and taking flights. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> i'm sorry to derail the question but yeah, like
0: we're, I, if you were driving
1: be... 34 hours each way we have an issue yeah like, yeah, yeah let's say that's three, a to, three full to four. fucking week okay that makes sense <laughs> i'm that sorry let me restart the question. We were in the, quote, can't be together because of long-distance phase for about five months. We're a three- to four-hour drive apart, but we had plans to go on a trip together. So we're thinking Austin to Austin Dallas' situation. Yeah. Four days before said trip, I woke up and he was gone. I was blocked on Snapchat, Instagram, and he never responded to my text calls, FaceTimes. I know I should say, fuck this guy, and move on. But for some reason, I can't. I'm a diehard Salgal, an OMB fan. So any and all advice is much appreciated. Love you guys.
0: Thanks in advance. Heart. Heart.
1: Um, okay.
0: <laughs> what a fucking shitty move.
1: This guy's a shitty dude. Uh, the The most solace that you can have. This is all about ego. Getting ghosted is solely about ego. It, it has nothing to do... I mean, yes, it has to do with the fact of like, wow, really liked you. You know, mm-hmm. we had these things in common, could have seen us going somewhere. That all gets tossed out the window. If you see them as a potential partner, that gets tossed out the window the second they ghost you. Because in, in an aggressive, ghost, aggressive ghosting manner such as this, mm-hmm. That person has completely rendered themselves unreliable ever. So right. any, any thought of them becoming a potential partner or husband or father to your kids or whatever is out the window because they just proved that they cannot be there mm-hmm. even for a freaking trip. Okay? I had this happen to a girl that I went to school with. Oof. They were going to move in together. Oh, no. They were moving in together. Oh, no. And he, they signed the lease. And he straight up just did not show up on moving day.
0: No. What?
1: Never to be heard from again. Like, till like three months later.
0: And they lived in the same, t- like, city? Or were they moving to a city? Like, what?
1: They were moving into an apartment together.
0: Oh, my God. Did she move in?
1: No. She, like, ended up canceling the lease because she couldn't afford it by herself.
0: Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah.
1: So uh, for me, it's like, yeah, that sucks because you miss the person, but like you have to, don't put them on a pedestal. I don't care if the sex was great. I don't care if they had great text banner. I don't care if they mm-hmm. like, wow, the shit out of your mom, they are dead to you immediately. The second that they ghost you like that, because that person does not deserve a single second of your time anymore. They have proved that. they've proved that they are completely unreliable whatever the the getting over part for me Mm -hmm. is the ego part it's the like why the hell did i get ghosted that's the that's the internal monologue of what is it about me that he didn't want to go on this trip right and you also have to let that go you got to let your ego go because it's not about you this is totally a him problem Mm -hmm. when people ghost whether it's one date, you had this amazing date, then they're never to be heard from again or just full-on like you're in a relationship and about to move in together and then he just disappears off the face of the earth. That's them. has nothing to do with you. Yeah. If it had to do with you, then you would have had a freaking conversation about it or a fight or some sort of anything. Yeah. it's It just... didn't involve you getting blocked on every sort form of social That's media so and like what them weird... totally giving up. So <sighs> – uh, those are my two points it's like you do not want to be with that person anyway in right. any capacity even if they come crawling back i'm so sorry i got abducted by the cartel like Good this excuse. Is- <laughs> <laughs> like don't care don't care like l- show me the news story about you getting abducted because mm-hmm. like i don't believe you you're out of my life you broke my trust completely number one number two it is not about you. And it it it's so hard to not take that personally. Right. It's so hard to not take ghosting personally. Cause you're like, what all you do is internal questions of like, what's wrong with me? Should I have acted better on the date? Should I be a better texter? Should I have played hard to get a little bit more? Should I have not had sex on the first date? Should I have been flirtier? Should I all of those things that go through your head when you get ghosted on any level? It is not about you. It is about them. Let that person continue to be shitty.
0: And and get over somebody by...
1: And, and in the words of Tinks, yeah. uh-huh. they either come back or their life gets shittier. Mm-hmm. It's the universal truth. So if and when he comes back, go ahead and shut that down. Yeah. Or just you can't watch anything on social media because he blocked you on all forms. But his life will get worse. Because people who operate like this are not normal human beings; they can't function in society. Like Preach. you can't, you can't do this to someone and expect to have like karma be good for you. But the best thing to do is to realize those two things, and also do not get one of your friends to like show you what he's up to on social media. Who cares? Who cares? He's, he's done. Not,
0: he's done. Right? He's done. There's there's some there's like freedom in that. Yeah. Like, who, who cares? He's, Hold a funeral, gone. move on. Yeah.
1: Get out of there. Another tink Come Karma's a cat. But uh, seriously, like, it's it took... I, I spent a lot of my 20s thinking this about people either mm-hmm. being ghosted or things fizzling out and wondering what was wrong with me. Nothing was wrong with you.
0: It's, I mean, that. there
1: are times yeah. when it is... <laughs> Heart, yeah,
0: you could contribute. But,
1: but, like, you would know. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like or maybe you, would, you, you wouldn't because you're, you're, you're the problem. But, like... <laughs> I'm saying if someone just ghosts you, like, that's their issue.
0: Yeah. That's their problem. I just think I, – I just can't get over how shitty of a – like, to have a trip booked and four days before he's he's gone. Like, that is incredibly shitty because there's there, – like, it's one thing to have emotional feelings involved, which is shitty. It's, not, it's also financial at that point. Right. So, like, that's really shitty. Someone
1: who's willing to leave you high and dry like that does not give a shit about you or other people.
0: Yeah. Like, what do you – how does that's that even work with so like, – Were your were your flights canceled? Like whose card were they booked on? You don't
1: want that person in their life. What if what if God forbid, like you were in an accident and they were with you? Do you think are you relying on that person to be the one to call nine one one? No.
0: And they're a thirty-four hour drive away.
1: They're a thirty-four hour drive away and you picked up a hitchhiker and you called them, you're like, I'm gonna get murdered. You think that they're gonna be the ones to call the police when they can't even show up to a trip Mm -hmm. to a tropical location? With pina coladas, no, oh, you get so them cool. out of here.
0: Pina, a little, like a little rum floater. I, cloth,
1: I, and... I, think th- this is one of those you got to move on with time. You got to get indignant and pissed, mm-hmm. and like know that you're better. But of course, you can't get
0: over it because that's just no. so obscene. It's, it's like, time, and then meeting somebody else, like somebody right. else to 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 not put on a pedestal, but somebody to like I have a crush on. That's and, the best and way to don't
1: don't let this sour your taste in other relationships just because one person has a, a fucked up mind and can't handle you know any sort of relationship and don't
0: let it yuck your yum as yeah. the kids say let's do uh this next one quick sally this is a question for sally as the parent of a toddler how do you manage to keep your home tidy and not overrun with kids stuff any tips on apartment living with a toddler
1: oh man um okay this is pretty quick and easy number one um we also have a nanny who helps Mm -hmm. with this so that is very helpful and also will is incredibly tidy so every night before we go to bed we um like tidy up all of his toys whether Mm -hmm. it's in his room or our living room so we will do um like in both rooms in his room and in our living room we have a big basket it's not worth trying to organize their toys, just literally throw them into, like, a toy chest or a basket, because they're going to also get them out. We try to keep certain things together. Like, he's got this, like, little Connect Four game. Mm -hmm. Uh, If if you're a toddler parent, you probably know what Love Every is, which is, like, a subscription toy Montessori box thing. Mm -hmm. Everyone has the same colorful wooden toys. And some of them come with parts, so we try to keep those in the same vicinity, but, like... I am literally shoving, like, balls, cars, whatever, into a toy chest. And I'm like, you'll figure it out tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Tidy up when you have time. So either, like, Will likes to do it in the morning before Nana nanny gets there. Kay. Keep it tidy for her. Or at night, part of our, like, nighttime routine with him is, like, we sing the cleanup song and he cleans up.
0: Oh, I like that. Tying it to, like, a... yeah. Because he, uh, he knows now
1: up. how to clean up, so he goes and like puts his like. Okay. Whenever he goes and takes a bath, he like puts his laundry in his little hamper. He's mm. like very, he loves to throw things away. So like make that into a little ritual. And then the other thing is, and this takes a little bit more forethought, is like clean out every like you know make it a monthly thing. And our nanny helps us with this a lot. Of the as you as they age, you get more shit, whether it's clothes or toys, so. Okay make a concerted effort at least monthly to like clean out their stuff and either put it away in storage for the next kid or to donate it. So we do that with his clothes because he grows through clothes like crazy. So we – especially when I like buy new clothes, like we just did a big haul of summer clothes from like Zara and Gap. We got rid of all the stuff that doesn't fit and put it in like a Tupperware container. Not a Tupperware, but you know what I'm talking about, like a big – Yeah,
0: yeah, like a a big – whatever
1: yes. thing in the closet mm-hmm. for future kids or to give to somebody else right. um or or donate it or mm-hmm. give it to a, like we get a lot of clothes from my friend at work who's mm-hmm. done having kids and her youngest son is like a year old friends she's like can i give you this stuff We're oh. like love it give me free stuff all the time mm-hmm. uh that takes more effort but it really if there's two of you doing it like have a babysitter come over make like entertain your kid or take him to the park or whatever and both of you just go into the room and like go through the drawers go through the toys move shit out of the way yeah we try to do that especially before either he gets more clothes or like a birthday or something like that where you're going to get more toys so you don't have just shit everywhere
0: yeah i, I mean i, I was going to say that i obviously don't have children also famously haven't planned a wedding um yeah famously. Been told multiple times on on that front that I'm wrong and naive and I get that. Um, but I was going to say, like, make it, like, set one time. Like, if you, yeah. you know, like, 7.52 p.m. every night is, like, the, all right, tidy up, Yeah, boom, after dinner, after he goes to bed, or with him, which I, I kind of like the yeah. idea, like, hey, Fritz. I mean, we do both. He yeah. cleans
1: his room while we, like, help him. Nice. And then yeah. we clean the living room I while like that. Done. uh done. We live in a condo, so... It, there's only a couple rooms that we yeah we do have a situation we have quote the front room that we
0: <laughs> I've heard about the front room
1: becomes our like de facto storage space box collecting area where again we like every couple weeks like okay we gotta we gotta. Mm-hmm. clean the front room out you just gotta it's so much less time if both of you were just commit to it instead of one person being like it's your turn just both of you it takes definitely less than an hour if you both just do it
0: there's something this is like a a brettism there's something about like chore inertia that like i can go from couch i'm just like i don't i don't want to but the moment you, you like get up and take that you first start, step. You start like nesting, you just. I go, I go into nest mode, yeah. I, the, the kitchen's clean, the laundry's done, yeah. put away, folded, the bathroom's clean. Once you like it, object in motion stays in motion with me. Yeah. And I, that, that, I feel like that happens with boxes. Once you get that fucking botch cutter going, you're just like, all right, give me, give me all the boxes. Yeah. I, want, I want my neighbor's boxes. Like let's The go.
1: last tip I have is there's very little room for sentiment when you have a kid and mm, i i okay. say that from like a perspective of like i'm not trying to be harsh but sometimes you just have to throw shit away uh yeah I if rosie our dog like bites the leg off of some toy like just throw it's it gone. away it's unfortunately yeah. i mean unless it's like their favorite toy Fritz this big cow figurine he's super obsessed with right now okay and uh <laughs> she ate the the legs and one of the head off of it or oh, one of, no. not the head the one of the ears off of it but we still have to keep it around cuz he's like very obsessed with it. Oh wow. Uh but like he comes home with artwork and I'm like no offense he's like 2 so it's like it's not really anything. It's like yeah. this is a snowman it's like a white streak of paint <laughs> on a black paper. Yeah. Uh I threw that away. Yeah because okay the, at the end of the day like I don't have any of my childhood artwork actually Will's parents sent him a lot of his childhood artwork and oh, then we really? get it and I'm like well,
0: Will's kind of like an artist so well he
1: is but I'm like why do okay, uh, where are you going to frame it unless we're not going to frame it like right. it's going in the trash one thing that somebody does that I think is like a good idea to do is like at, at every school year get one of those like accordion folders and just put their artwork in it to keep it somewhere so that you're not like shoving stuff on the fridge yeah and then you can go through it at the end of the school year be like this was cute we should like put this like frame this for his room or make it put it in a scrapbook or whatever and then if you're not going to take that shit out and toss it like fritz no offense is not an artist right now he does it barely knows how to color like half the time it's on our you know counters so <laughs> i don't feel bad
0: <laughs> 24 hours of fridge time Then that it's that's
1: yeah like we uh, we do have a pumpkin on our fridge that has his picture in it
0: yeah, yeah that's different that's that just, it has yeah. been there
1: since obviously october but i'm like i don't i'm like what am i supposed to do with this it's like a handprint
0: oh good job buddy i
1: we we also like were really bad about like taking like monthly photos of him and like mm.
0: putting him on the blanket with a little month yeah life. like
1: i mean we did it but they were always like weeks late so yeah. I'm probably not the person to ask. Like one of my friends is like a huge scrapbooker. She likes scrapbooks everything.
0: Okay,
1: I'm just like, one day I'll show you the pictures from the cloud of like what you looked like when you were.
0: Boom. Good to go.
1: On June 7th. It'll
0: probably be like, okay, whatever, mom. I'm going to go play. Yeah. See see you. You're like, oh, great.
1: Yeah, it's fine.
0: You know who is great? Our friend's over at AG1. AG1 is... I guess the, the best way to put it is it's something that I wanted to bolster my health routine with. AG1, you're wondering, like, what is it? Well, it's one scoop of a little green powder that you may be familiar with on this podcast. But one scoop gives you 75 high-quality vitamins, probiotics, and whole food-sourced ingredients. It's great for you. It's a way to start your day off on a healthy note. And that's why I started taking it. I continue to take it because it's awesome. And it makes me feel better. Uh, I've tried a ton of different supplements before. But I love that AG1 is one solution to support whole body health. I've noticed that I have better energy, improved digestion, a little mental clarity, and better sleep, you name it. It's a great bang for my buck as well, as it replaces a lot of other supplements like daily multivitamin, minerals, pre and probiotics for gut health, adaptogens and a greens blend literally all in one scoop of powder so what do you do take one scoop put it in a glass of water down the hatch out the door it's a routine that you can continue to just stick to and that's why i like it so here's the deal if you're looking for a simpler effective investment for your health try ag1 and get five free ag1 travel packs plus a free one-year supply of vitamin d with your first purchase Go to drinkag1.com slash mail That is drinkag1.com slash Check it out. Uh, Sally, you have a shower thought. I do. Hit us.
1: What's your, what's your least favorite artificial flavor?
0: Ooh, my least favorite artificial flavor. I'm going to go with cherry. Okay. like any like medicine any uh candy something like that cherry just does not vibe with me
1: do you feel like that there are any artificial flavors that actually taste like the flavor of the thing themselves
0: i think you get pretty close with like orange and citrus okay i feel like citrus is the one kind of you can you can get close to very rarely, though, are you are you getting anywhere near the taste? There's like there's like the kid taste, like oh, that's like a watermelon. What about, like, but
1: what's your favorite? Like grape.
0: I think grape is grape Grapie's is usually up pretty there, but grape does
1: not taste like grapes at all. No,
0: no grape. You grape the flavor that you think of is just like a made up flavor, right? Mm-hmm. Like that doesn't doesn't it? I mean, vaguely, I guess, but like grape bigly chew is so good
1: that the artificial banana flavor actually did used to taste like bananas okay but that that type of banana is now extinct
0: the story of bananas is crazy
1: that like that's that that form of banana is not like a Mm -hmm. that species of banana this was all to say because i was thinking about this last night a girl i know started a company called sinny s-i-n-n-y it's like little packs of cinnamon Mm. That you can just take okay. to go, which I I personally love cinnamon the spice. Like I always put it in coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I put it on a, like literally put it on some toast this morning with almond butter and a banana. Like oh. I put cinnamon all over everything. Okay. So shouts to Cinny. You can go to try Cinny. That's just free pub. No, but I was, I was thinking about this because I, I truly love cinnamon. I put cinnamon on like savory dishes sometimes. Wow. Have you ever done like a little sweet potato hash where you like, you you spiced the, or you seasoned the sweet potatoes with like some salt, pepper, cinnamon, but then you like mixed it in with like maybe some Brussels sprouts? It's like a real fall feeling. Interesting. It's yeah. Delightful. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Anyway, I love cinnamon. I despise, despise cinnamon flavored candy and stuff like that. Like, oh, okay. hate red hots. Is that cinnamon flavored? Yeah. Well,
0: the can't, I feel like cinnamon gets like a, a wrap is a is a spice like a spicy hot right like red hot altoids like, like i that's... don't like
1: cinnamon flavored gum i don't like i oh don't get me started on like fireball or gold or something like that oh mm, it's like Ugh. cinnamon whiskey disgusting and stuff. yeah but yeah, like yeah. cinnamon in my coffee like every all day every day there's probably actually at the bottom of this coffee like a full like layer of like sludge of me just like pouring cinnamon cinnamon, cinnamon in. sludge Actually, pro tip, if you like cinnamon and you go to somewhere like Starbucks or somewhere that's like steaming your milk, you can ask them to steam cinnamon in with the milk. Oh, wow. So just be like, I want cinnamon steamed in with the milk. Hell yeah. Because they'll just pour it in and they'll like froth it and steam it.
0: That sounds fantastic.
1: And it actually mixes a lot better in like a latte than you just like dumping,
0: dumping cinnamon, cinnamon on, on top. Dumping cinnamon on top and you get on like top. one sip of the... But extreme. also sometimes
1: you want the cinnamon on top because like taking that sip and then it's oh, yeah, the you cinnamon get the, on the foam.
0: It's like a, an, a, a scent experience along with yeah. the taste. Okay.
1: But I don't I like thinking about what are those little red candies that are like this big they're not red hots. what are they called they were like little almost like tiles i can't think of the dots or no they're not dots i hold on i'll think of it but i like hated those as a kid hated when people offer you gum and they're like it's cinnamon flavor i'm like what kind of psychopath are you
0: Mm -hmm. do mint like the rest of us right that's that's i'm a, a peppermint a winter mint love a spearmint spearmint right uh cinnamon cinnamon gum is it you're right it doesn't do it for me do love the 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 spice like allspice cinnamon clove the fall baking spices if you will red hots is what i was thinking yeah red hots okay
1: did i say they weren't red hots i was thinking of hot tamales are the bigger ones red hots are the smaller
0: ones gotcha
1: right yeah i think think we're on the same
0: page there all right now i just now i know something about you that i didn't do or didn't know before
1: yeah ugh red hot's disgusting
0: uh That's going to do it for us today, Sally. You don't have a shower? I have a pet peeve that maybe we can discuss next time. It's very quick, or I'll just say it now. I hate when, uh, this is my number one pet peeve currently, beyond all measure. When you are perhaps looking for a parking spot, Austin, Texas, a lot of establishments we go to, parking can be tough. If not, downright impossible. When somebody gets into their car, And perhaps you see them getting into their car. You're like, oh, sick. I'm about to. About to get a spot. Yeah. And they dilly-dally. They sit there doing God knows what. Yeah. In their car running, sometimes even with like the reverse lights on. And you're sitting there. Clearly, there's people trying to park. Yeah. Terry Black's is a perfect example. Matt's is a good example. the 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 fury that runs through my veins when somebody sits there for 60 plus seconds is something i've never experienced before ever
1: i am so cognizant of that this happened to me the other day at costco and i was like loading stuff in my car and somebody was like clearly waiting for me to move but i like the second I put the card up, I like sprinted to my front door, turned on my car, backed up. Like, I mean, it was like a whole, maybe 15 seconds that I was at that spot.
0: Be the change you wish to see in the world. I, from ignition to backup is like a second and a half for me. Yeah. Like I, car's on, reverse is engaged and I'm moving because I, I want to be that guy. Except for like guy.
1: look out though. Cause like I have actually plowed into somebody that way trying to. Be quick about oh, I get it. I did the
0: little backup If If there's a if well,
1: there's a little bit more than a little bit of a I legitimately just plowed right into a right one time a was one time. a was an expensive mistake.
0: Oh yikes! Yeah, not If great. you are listening to this on this thursday this lovely of a catch yourself. If you're pulling of a of a parking spot. Catch yourself. Just be like, oh, I dilly dally. I don't I scroll Instagram, I check Twitter, yeah uh, i i I put my kids in their car seats and then just sit there. Just catch yourself. be the just change you wish to see. Uh, just maybe for every one person we can we can get, we can MLM this. <laughs> Convince one of your friends to be a faster, or at least not fat because you got to look out for people going behind you, but a more efficient polar router.
1: Okay. A puller outer, yeah. A puller outer. Okay.
0: Anyway, that's going to do it for us today. Subscribe, rate, five stars, review, and tell a friend about the show. Hit the hotline number, 888-362-MAIL. It is 888-362-6245. Or you can write in at the link in the Twitter bio at Podcast. And Sally, where can the people find you?
1: Sally DeFreeze on Instagram and Twitter.
0: I am Brett Merriman at Merriman on both those platforms. We'll see you guys next week. Bye.